Louise. This reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23 to 29. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Great. Thank you, family Cowan, for those prayers. And that was beautifully read. Naomi, well done. Thank you. We're starting a new series in Exodus, the book of Exodus. And some of the questions that, as we look at Exodus, the Lord, I'm hoping, will prompt in us are these. Is God faithful to the promises he has made? Will he see them through? Has he even remembered what he's promised? How do I know? As it impacts me and my life, is God real today in the workplace with my family as I go through my everyday life? Is, is he really real and truly true? What about when there are times of testing? When there are difficult times, illness, financial hardship, the, the, the contorting pressures and strains in the workplace, pressure, pressures or heartache in family life, tough times, when God seems like a kind of shadow, kind of sort of vaguely there, but not really real. When I come on a Sunday, maybe, or as I try and pray or read my Bible, and it just feels like an empty going through the motions. How do I know that God is real? That God is faithful? That I can trust him, whatever the circumstances of my life? Do you ever ask yourselves those questions? I venture to suggest, if I may be so bold, that if you don't, from time to time, ask yourself those questions of God, I, I don't think you're really living in this world or in this life. <laughs> those are the questions that every, I'll put my hand up to that, every single one of us ask from time to time. Now what's interesting, bearing in mind that we're going to look at the book of Exodus, written uh, about events, describing events that happened thousands of years ago. What's interesting is what the writer of the Hebrews wrote here. Did you see it in verse 27? 
He talks about Moses suffering disgrace, verse 27 of chapter 11. Suffering disgrace for the sake of Christ, for Christ's sake. Moses did something for the sake of Christ, on behalf of Christ. Now wait a minute, just a little bit of chronology here. Moses, around about roughly 1500 BC, 1500 years before Christ, Jesus Christ, and, and just to throw this in, we're sort of living somewhere here on a, on a timeline. How can the writer of the Hebrews writing after Christ, here's Christ here, how can the writer of the Hebrews writing after Christ talk of Moses suffering disgrace and being counted with the people of Israel, not the people of Egypt, not, he's, he's, he's dispensed with all the treasures of Pharaoh's palace. He won't be counted with them, he'll be counted with the people of Israel. How can the writer of the Hebrews say that Moses did that and sacrificed that for the sake of Christ when he lived 1,500 years before him? And the answer I want to suggest is perspective through hindsight. What does that mean? It just means that the writer of the Hebrews, having encountered Christ, can now look back on the events before Christ and see them in a new light, in a new perspective, such that he can be bold enough to say that Moses was living his life then, being certain of what he could not see. Verse 26, he was sure of the invisible things. The writer says earlier on in the chapter, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Moses, certain of what he had not yet seen in Christ, was able to be obedient to God and to recognize his covenant faithfulness and to be obedient to his commands. So that what was shadow became reality for Moses. We're going to study the shadow in Exodus because we now live with hindsight and with perspective. We live in the light of the reality. And as we look at this series in the next few weeks leading up to Christmas, the more we get familiar with the shadow, I'm hoping, and my prayer is, that as we get familiar with the shadow and caught up with just how amazing the shadow is, the events of Israel's history, the rescue out of Egypt, the Passover through the Red Sea, and the journeying through the wilderness, ultimately to the promised land. As we look at God's interaction with his people then, and recognize it just actually as shadow, we'll be able to fast forward through what we already know of Christ, like the writer to the Hebrews, to take in and draw on the present now reality in Christ. And the shadow will help us to appreciate the reality all the more. That's the big picture plan for our studies in Exodus. So that, so that if we're sort of thinking, why are we studying something that was written 4,000 years ago? Well, as we fast forward through the shadow, to the reality, through the reality to today, we see even more clearly and more really and more truly God's faithfulness, God's love, God's promises fleshed out in our lives. Let's illustrate that. Just bear with me a moment. I'm going to need, I'm going to call upon one or two volunteers. So um, get yourselves ready. Someone, ooh, can I do this? 
There we go. Ah, great. Now, what I'm going to do is put um, some objects. Oh, where are my objects? Wait, I had them in my pocket. Oh, yeah, here we are. So I'm going to put some objects on the screen, and I'm, they'll, they'll put a, I'm going to put them on the overhead projector, real objects, and they'll create a shadow. Okay? And I want you to see if you can spot and guess what they are. Okay, you ready? Can everyone see the screen? Young people in particular? Good, good, good. Here we go. Okay, what's this? Hands up. Hands up, no calling out, says the teacher. Yeah, come on. It's a key. Quite right. Max, come on. Come on. It is a key. What I'd like you to do is to nominate someone in the congregation, preferably someone that you know quite well, because if, if I'm going to lock them up. I'm going to tie their legs together. Okay, so do you want to, do you want to nominate someone? Or it, could be, it could be, if you want, it could be you yourself, if you'd like to be locked up. You want to be locked up. I had a, do you know, I had that funny feeling. Why don't you come up here, where we can see you. What I'm going to do, if you, can you put your legs really closely together? That's it. And... Um, Like that. Okay. Can you can you move? Can you walk off? Sort of quite slowly. Okay. Stand yourself there. All right. Um, so that's the that's the key. Okay. The next thing is uh, what's this next object? Hands up. You think you can see that? It's a pen. Quite right. Up you come, Anna. Because I've got a little. Letter for you. Do you want to take that back? And mum will help you to, um, to see what's in that letter. Hold on to that, because that will become quite important, I think. Okay, final one. That's quite hard, isn't it? What's that? What is that shadow? Man, you, yeah, you can see. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, spot on. It is a tea bag. It is a tea bag. And what we'll do, I'll just, it is a tea bag, so we'll just put this here. Okay. So what we got was the shadows. But um, actually, um, have we got, can we just, let's get the handheld. Where's the mic gone? Oh, here we are. Catherine, are you able just to read out what's in that envelope? Or maybe Anna can. Just, uh... It says, I promise to give the bearer of this letter some chocolate. Signed, Tim Stilwell. There we are. Now, if I, can I just hold up the... Can I have, do you mind if I just have the letter a minute? Because... Um, for those who are near enough, you'll get it back, don't worry, Honor. I can see that I saw your face fall there. Um, I promise to give the bearer of this letter, but can you, anyone close enough see, what about the sum chocolate, is that? Can you do, what, what do you notice about the word sum chocolate? Is it, in, is it enjoined in writing? 
No, it's just lots of dots, isn't it? It needs to be joined in with a pen, doesn't it? Mm. Do you mind if I just give that back to the original bearer? There we go. Okay, so we've got, what have we got? We've got, um, we've got the shadow of a key. So we know there's a key, and I, I'll, I'll tell you now, that key unlocks that padlock, but he, Max, here, is bound. He's imprisoned. He's not yet very far. What needs to happen next? You need to unlock him. Now, you are his sister. So do you want me to do that? <laughs> Why don't you, come on, then. up you come. You're a very kind sister. That would have been a temptation too far in our family, I think. So we take the shadow and it becomes reality. It's an actual key. Come up here. That's it. Here we go. Can you see how it works? It goes in, it slides in there. It is small, isn't it? That's it. It's that way. It just needs a bit of a... That's it. And then twist it. Ah! And the key has set him free. No, that's it. No, thank you. Well done. Quick hand. There we are. Oh. Close one. Close one. Well done, guys. The shadow wasn't enough. We needed the reality in order to set Max free. Um, what was the other one? The next one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here we go. So we've got this letter, but it isn't quite complete. What do you need, Honor, to make that complete so that you can be blessed with chocolate? A pen. There's a pen. What does Honor really need? Not the shadow of a pen. No, she needs chocolate. <laughs> and to get the chocolate, she needs... Can you, can you join the dots with not the shadow, but the reality? Because once we've got the reality, we'll find that blessing comes our way. Finally, the tea bag. Now, what I've got here is some hot water and a mug and some milk and a sugar. Let's just... Um, there we go. And uh, I happen to know Lisa over there. And Lisa was looking gasping for a cup of tea. So uh, I've got some milk and some sugar there, and I've got a tea bag. Uh, but that's just the shadow. I need an engagement. I need the real tea bag to engage. Can uh, just one more volunteer? Yeah, oh, I've had these two. Someone else? Elora? Do you want to come up? Just it's very easy. Because all I want you to do, if we pop that in there. Can you? In fact, can you go to sorry, run back and ask Lisa? Does she take milk and sugar? Lisa's just in there, just over there. That's it. I'll pop that in there. What? No milk, no sugar. Just black tea. Okay, brilliant. Here we go. We'll just take that out. Now, can you very carefully, with two hands, very, very carefully, can you take that to Lisa and say, God bless you? There we go. Compliments to the church, Lisa. Thank you very much, Elora. You get the idea. We can see the shadow. We're familiar with the shadow. We recognize the shadow. But until we grasp reality, then we don't unlock people enslaved and imprisoned and bound. And until we grasp reality, we don't actually cash in with chocolate to bless us. And uh, we don't actually unless we grasp a tea bag and make a cup of tea, we can't actually bless someone. You say, oh, I'd love to give you a cup of tea, but I've just got a shadow. <laughs> no, I can actually make a cup of tea and bless others. And as we get to know the book of Exodus, essentially shadow from our perspective. 
and we appropriate it through the reality of Christ, by his spirit, we will truly live in the reality of God's faithfulness, God's promise, God's blessing, and we'll see them fleshed out in our lives. So we get to know shadow, and Jesus becomes even more real to us. We'll familiarize ourselves with shadow, and we'll live in the blessing of the promises through Christ for us today. Amen? Quite exciting, isn't it, as we journey through Exodus in the next few weeks and months. Let's just have a word of prayer as we sit before our final song.